Jesus' name. Father, we give you praise. We appreciate your blessings in our lives. Thank you for blessing us all the time and teaching us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, please take your seat. All right, so the things we are sharing are things that are supposed to be part of your life. There are, things, there are not things you have to hear only, but things you have to hear and make them part of your life. They say if you don't eat your food as medicine, you eat medicine as your food. <laughs> what it means is that anytime you are eating, you are actually taking medicine. Because it prevents you from getting sick. And so you may not know how significant it is. Jesus said, because of these things you have heard, you are made whole. We spoke about the principle of early start. And we said early start means to start on time. There is a time for everything. We also means to start with speed. In other words, whatever you are doing, do it quickly. How many of you have realized that a person may fail as and because he didn't finish on time? It doesn't mean the person doesn't know. It only means he didn't finish on time. To start on time means to start when it has to start. There is a time something has to start. It also means, I remember when we were in school, there was a friend of mine, I told him to, if you really want to, he was a pastor. So I told him that the way you are a pastor right now, right after school, do the ministry. He said, it's not easy like that. And that um, there are a lot of financial needs and bad things. And I said, they will always be there. But here you are with a lot of people God has blessed you. The more you delay, the more they live your life. So he took about five, six years to eventually do the ministry. By that time, all the sheep he had raised had become leaders in other churches. Even Tiniman is one of his sheep. I'm sure if I started on time, maybe you have been an apostle by now. I told him. But it started, but not so early. And I guess, like, if I had not become a pastor at a certain point, some of the people here would have never have been in the church. Because some would have traveled outside Accra, some would have gone to different places. So there's a time when something has to start. And so when God shows it to you, then you start it quickly. Hallelujah. So it also means to start promptly. No hesitations. When God speaks, Paul said, I did not confer with flesh and blood. You must have prompt response. And then we say that there's also a principle of maximum concentration. That means there's concentration and maximum concentration. A man was about watching things. He said, I was about out and about here and there. 
and I lost it. Sometimes we are not fully concentrated on something. It takes away our attention. Hallelujah. So you must have full dedication to something. It must become an obsession. It's your waking thought. And also the last thought that takes you into your sleep. It's called concentration. Fully giving to it. And we say maximum concentration means maximum focus. It also means dedication. It also means giving yourself wholly to a cause. It means maximum concentration of effort. Then we came to the principle of adequate wisdom and know-how. What it means is that if you do not have a certain wisdom about something, you may not excel at it. That is why if you're a pastor, you should occupy yourself in knowing what the ministry is about. The ministry follows formulas. If you follow the formula, it will work. Marriage follows a formula. If you follow it, it will work. Business follows a formula. If you follow it, it will work. You say, really? Oh, yes. Yes. All right. So if you can know how it works, then you can know how to make it work for you. And I said, one of the things I have realized is that successful people in the world actually work in a team. Any person who is successful at something, you will discover that he doesn't do it alone or he didn't start it alone. And all of these principles I'm talking about are in the scriptures. So there are principles I've identified in the Bible that I'm sharing with you. Hallelujah. Yes. So as soon as you start something, just know that the moment you start, it starts dying. And the only way to keep it alive is to find a team to work with. So many things you do well if it is done in a team, like a church. Today I said there are people I don't even know their names in the choir. Even right now, there are some of you I don't know your names. Yeah. I don't say this as a commendation, but just to say that one person can't do it. Somebody else has to add his part. Some of you will not have been here this evening if it is not somebody. Perhaps who called you, who was with you and said, let us go. You wouldn't have been here. So you can't do certain things alone. When you are frustrated, you take it alone. When they beat you, they beat you alone. But if it is a group, at least, if there are six slaps, you will not take all the six. But I could be better for her. I hate somebody. Hallelujah. So the secret of success is teamwork. Learn to work in a team. And it's so common in church. There are people who can work in a team. For instance, they can work with women. There are people who can work with men. 
There are people who can't work, work with people who are older than them. And there are people who cannot work with people who are younger than them. All this reveals limitations in leadership called teamwork. Some people are easily intimidated. So a certain kind of people cannot work with them. And you will have to learn. And there's a way to learn in a team. Number one is have a large heart. Largeness of heart. The next thing is you must have patience. The next thing is that you should be charismatic if you are the leader. It takes a lot to convince people. When I was coming, there was a man of God preaching in the car. And he was preaching almost everything I preached this morning. I was surprised. He talked about why he doesn't do this. Oh, it was beautiful. I even took my phone to record it. But I thought I was in a labyrinth service. And I'm serious. It was Apostle Dan Clark. The same on business issues and the same. As I was coming here today. The principles in life are universal. If you violate them here, you, you, you violate them everywhere. If as a pastor, I'm not able to work with some people, it becomes difficult for the church to experience certain things. Why? Because where you cannot have an expression, that place becomes affected. Can be in the choir, can be in STL. Somebody has to be in charge of something. But how do you make all of these people work in a team? It's the spirit of God. It's called the spirit of wisdom. So you have to know how things work. Glory to God. And then we also talked about the principle of faithfulness. Did I? So how many have I given so far? Four. But have I mentioned four already? Adequate preparation. That means three. So the fourth one is. Then I also talk about the principle of adequate preparation. And I say, what does it mean to prepare? To prepare means to be persistent when there is no sign of success. It means improving on or working on 40 areas. Means you are preparing it. Preparation means learning how to do, how to be, or how to become. Learning it. How do I become this? It's called preparation. It also means removing opposition and setbacks. And lastly, preparation is waiting for your time and your turn. 
And now, the principle of faithfulness. Faithfulness is measured by deed. Deed. By intention. By motives. What it means is that a man is faithful by what he does. How do you know somebody is faithful? By what he does. If I give you work to clean the house and I come back and you have a police issue, you have done something, but because you didn't do what you were told to do, you were not faithful. So what you do defines faithfulness. And faithfulness is also measured by motives. Motives underscore motivation. What motivates you is your strength. You must have the right motivation in life. You must be clear in no uncertain terms concerning motives. Why are you doing what you are doing? Is it for fame, for money, etc.? So the right motive means the person is faithful. Number three, faithfulness is measured by intentions. What is the difference between motive and intention? Intention is a constitution of the mind. It means your mental plan or goal. My goal is to get $1 million. That is intention. What is my motive? So that I'll prove to my in-law that I need to, I'm alive. So getting the $1 million is intentions. But the reason for it is to prove a point, which is motive. You must have the right motivations and the right intentions. So intentions... It's your mentality towards the reason for a course of action. Your mentality about it. Mindset is key towards achievement. If you think you can only be rich by juju, it's a mindset. If you think every rich man is a thief, it's a mindset. A mindset may be wrong or right, but your mindset reveals your faithfulness. Number four. It reveals stewardship. Faithfulness means stewardship. Stewardship is leadership. Custodianship. Means ruler. Overseer or caretaker. A steward assumes responsibilities over a matter. He sees it as his work. Someone must take charge of it. 
that person is a steward. Someone must be in the helm of affairs. That person is a steward. Stewardship is leadership. A leadership is measured by vision, by inspiration, by decisions, by administration, and by visions, and by personality. Faithfulness is also measured by steadfastness. Do you like the way I'm making it like a lecture hall? Okay. Steadfastness. To be steadfast is to be constant. Not subject to change. Stable and regular. Steadfastness guarantees predictability. A steadfast love is always present, ever strong, and ever sure. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Faithfulness also means good, acceptable, and perfect. I call it gap. You must give them gap. Good, acceptable, and perfect. Poor performance is a sign of unfaithfulness, no matter how much effort you put into it. You went to school four years and came back with six Fs. To this, you are academically unfaithful. As humorous as it may sound, that is what it means. Faithfulness means what you did was very good. It also means it was acceptable. It also means it was perfect. So in faithfulness, there's excellence. So we are talking about how faithfulness is measured. And it's a principle in life. If you don't have faithfulness, you can't sell in life. The man of God was talking about integrity. Mm. 
Hard work does not generate patronage. Good products do. You can take 10 years to cook. If it is not nice, people will not buy. So the effort you put in something is not important as what you bring out. Nobody appreciates iPhone for their hard work. They appreciate them for their good product. So faithfulness is good product, acceptable product, perfect product. That is why you should always seek to excel the, the good thing. Yeah. Some of you who are doing business, you sell cheap things. You may never be rich, oh, because rich people don't buy cheap things, even if they are good. That's why the government in the corner is nicer than the one in moving pick, but they pay 300 cities for the moving pick one. Pastor, it takes a lot of capital to sell good things. That is why it has to be a vision. Going faithfulness, there is vision. Because leadership is vision. Lavren is a product. We have to keep improving on our product. Yes. That's why yesterday I was putting on some places that people should start taking off. You may not know the standards, but when they are clear, you have to run with them. Why? It's a product. Why should I be in this church? Because it is good. It is acceptable. It is perfect. Hello? Yes. So, the product you trade in is a measure of your faithfulness. If you put a lot into it, it should have come out as good, acceptable, and perfect. Nobody knows how hard you put in the labyrinth exams. It's the results that convinces us. No matter how much hardworking you are, your sweat does not convince your wife. It's the money on the table that does. I'm speaking like a, proverb, a proverbial year. <laughs> the truth is that a hardworking person can be poor. That is why all the points I'm mentioning, sometimes taking one out may be a big problem. Yes. All the points I'm mentioning, very, very important. Do you know that when I was in secondary school, I had a classmate. He was called Alex, a J something something. I've never seen a human being who learned like that guy. Look, I said I've never seen a human being who learned like he sits down to learn. I have to date in my life. One day when our seniors were writing the SSE, he went to learn the science lab and the seniors got angry and sacked him. This is a guy we come back from class three after we have done this lunch, as you call it, dining. He studies out to 1 a.m. 3 a.m. he's awake again, going to study. But he couldn't make it to the university. Yes. The best was he attended, I think, a Kokeri training college. No, at, in our time, it's not like not everybody can go to the university. In our time, it's the resource. 
So if you don't get some results, you can't get university. Now the private university, plenty, they are all looking for students. So a little effort, but it's not like that in our time. In our time, if somebody is in Legon, he means he passes exams. And they say, oh, Majwa, the be our day, you have bunny flower, bunny, you want to. And up to date, I don't understand why Alex, maybe now he has finished university or something, but it was like that serious. He was always, and not that he learns and come and sleep. He doesn't sleep. That guy. Oh, I've never seen so. And I'm not like, I mean, I mean, I'm telling you the truth. He did well. I don't think in our class, first 15, 20, he was part. Look, he was always learning. And we used to call him some name. When, when the teacher, even when the teacher is teaching and he goes out now, he picks his book. <laughs> it's only Alex and Jay. There's another one that if I remember, maybe I can remember the guy. Since we finished, I've never seen him again. I've never seen, uh, my class was 66 or 7. Those I've seen since I finished school will not be up to 20. Like when I finished school, I've never seen them again. And I've heard some of them have died. One of them was stabbed. One of them too went to swim and he drowned. Yeah. One of them was stabbed in Obuase over a girl. We used to call him Marvin Gay or Gay or something, something. They heard he was killed. One of them was called Rudolph. Rudolph too was drowned. He went to swim in a swimming pool and he got drowned. <laughs> but of course, some of them too have seen them around, like on TV. And uh, one of them was newscaster for UTV. They are key news. I've forgotten his name, but if I remember. Or country power news. We used to call him from Boiloshi. And a couple of them. I've never seen them again. This guy will always be learning. Can I tell you that some of the Bassanians that are not working, the people who are doing it are trying. But until it works, they are not faithful. Faithfulness is measured by good, acceptable, and perfect. So you have no idea. I'm, I'm trying my best. No. You don't have to try your best. You have to use your best. Pastor, I've used all my best. Then it has to produce results. Hello? Are you okay? Do you like the way I'm talking? Uh, okay. If you want me to speed up, we can speed up. Alright. The next one is In faithfulness, there's loyalty. As for loyalty, dear, we can't go there today. And lastly, there is efficiency. Efficiency. In faithfulness, there is efficiency. Efficiency means quality. Potency. Etc. Etc. 
Now, how do you measure efficiency? You measure efficiency by consistency. If you use iPhone, there are certain surprises you will never get. And I was using one of the phones. The battery was 90%. It went off in my hands and the phone never came back again. I was later told that those phones expired and it had expired. It was an Infinix phone. I'm, I'm sure now they are fixing, but that time it was very fresh. <laughs> so it means it has no efficiency. <laughs> so in um, efficiency, there is consistency. It means it always works. It means there is diligence, hard work, and great input. Efficiency means resource-oriented. You will get the resource. Now, in faithfulness, there is also reliability. There's also trustworthiness. And lastly, without errors. How many have you written so far? Under faithfulness. So let's go to another principle. The principle of positive personality traits. What you did and it didn't work, somebody, if had done it, would have worked. Pastor, how? The same penalty as Amoja missed, somebody scored. It was not a distance, it was who kicked the ball. The same amount of money they gave you and the soup was not nice. Somebody would have done a very nice soup out of it. It's not the ingredients. It was who was doing it. Have you noticed that calculus is difficult only to the one writing it? <laughs> what you are trying and failing at somebody is relaxing and enjoying it. It's who is doing it. See? I want you to have a certain mindset. All these things that we are preaching, we are preaching life principles. Life principle. If somebody else had been in the choir like you have been this distance, the person would have been more influential. If I was just a newcomer in this church, I would have been very influential. Yes. When I went to the University of Ghana, level 100 students, I preached to UCF. Yes. In a football. And I preached on categories of blessings. Commanded blessings and some other blessings. I was a level 100 student. They wrote a letter with my name on the letter by the university chaplaincy. Level 100 student. How did they know me? A city set on a hill can never be hidden. Being unknown in a system is wrong. Your presence. If you gave something to me, you will know that 
that, that, you see, no, some of you, we give things to you in church and we don't even hear about it again. It's who you are. Sometimes they were like, oh, this, if you ask for the church, they only focus on this. No. It is those who are handling it that make it important. They have a way of making it relevant. One day, they were trying to buy a bus in the university chaplaincy. I was a level 200 student. The president of Commonwealth Hall Fellowship got up and said, we have been struggling for three years to buy a bus. We had a bus fund committee. For three years, they have not been able to buy the bus. The president got up and said, if Winfred is part of the bus committee, we would have bought a bus by now. Level 200. People got angry. I was, of course, shaking. God, these are big, 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 big men of God, like puppets. No campus. Now things have changed. Those days, they were puppets. And the president ignored it. But as another guy, I think it was not or something, he said, ah, this man is saying something about the common water prayers. I think we should. Then he said, but what, what has he done? Is he worse than everybody? And he says, no, if we give it to him, it will work. I didn't know what the guy saw. So the president said that, okay, Winfred, what do you think we should do to get the bus? I said, sir, is it possible for me to come back next week? He said, okay. Next week when I came, I had a combined document on how to buy a bus. And I said, if you give me five minutes, I'll do a presentation on this book, written by my own hands. Number one, Toyota Costa was what we wanted to buy. And the cost of this was 80,000 Ghana cities. That is 2009 or 10. The UCF does not take tight. They depend on offerings. And our highest offering is mostly from 300 to 500 cities. As I was talking at that time, the money in the church account was about 11,000 cities. So I told them that it is almost impossible to buy a bus in a year. I will not suggest loan because we will not get a loan. We are not credit worthy. Now, to raise 80,000 in UCF in one year is impossible because nobody has raised 20,000 in one year before. We are not wiser than our fathers. We will be like them. This is what I suggest. Even though nobody has raised 20,000 cities before, let us set 20,000 as our target and let us use four years to buy the bus. How do we raise the 20,000? Let us write letters and go to meet alumni of UCF in their offices and share the idea and the specific expectations we have towards them. If we have, that was when I got to know that Chachuchi Kata was UCF vice president. The lawyer. The list of the UCF. But you see, you are, we have never spoken to them. So, the target for this fundraising is 10,000. Then, alumni. We do fundraising in UCF. And raise 7,000. And our offerings and tithes is 3,000. Making 20,000. And let us pass on that 20,000 to the next batch. 
He told me that it's foolishness. The president stood in front of all of us and said, we are buying the bus. And it became a cliche. We are buying the bus. They finished without buying it. The next batch finished without buying it. Then it came to our turn. Now look, I suggested it. I'm not the vice president. At that time, I was just coming to a prayer secretary. If you people listen to me, we'll buy the bus. If they had listened to me, the bus would have been bought by just the group behind us. The president said, we'll buy the bus. Our president said, we'll buy the bus. Maybe they'll buy it tomorrow. It has been almost 15 years they've not bought the bus. People are not practical. You see, you don't do business with faith. By wisdom, a house is built. Wisdom is different from faith. Hello, sir. The goods you are bringing from China, the ship has a fault. Take three days to work on it. If we still book that ship, they will take 10000 for the goods. But if we wait for them to finish fixing the ship, they will take 5000 Should we wait for them to finish fixing the ship? Or we should book it now. By three days, they would have finished. Okay. Question. How long will it take for them to finish fixing the uh, ship? Well, they said three days. Has it ever gotten a fault before? Yes. How long did it take? Once it took six months. Another time it took one day. So when do you think they will finish? We can't be sure. As a businessman, what do you do? You don't say that. Stretch your hands towards the ship. Let me pray over it for the ship to be healed. So that will save 4,000 cities and give it to them for 10,000. That's foolishness. You sit down and ask yourself, if I wait for six months and I save 4,000, how much would that affect my income? If it delays for the six months, how long will it take to come? And if it comes within that time, how many customers am I likely to lose? Would I have finished my old stock and would I have an empty shop? What would have been the effect? Will I miss Christmas sales? Then if I pay the 5,000 and it comes very fast, because I'm booking another ship. How will I get the 5,000? Will I be able to sell? Will Christmas affect my sales? Based on these things, you make decisions for business. So, Pastor, then what is the element of faith? The element of faith is when you have already paid the money to the ship and the ship is faulty. Then you go on your knees and pray for God's intervention. When food is in front of you and you tell God to put it in your mouth, you may die. But if you're in a desert without food, you can pray to God. He can send crow to feed you. Faith and wisdom have their different places. They occupy. Even in the ministry, it's not everything we do by faith. You're going to borrow to build and depend on people's promises and pledges to build, to pay loans. Hey. You must be joking. You will die, Kobanko will come and arrest you. Do you know that we think that everybody who comes to stand here, they bring the pledge? You are a proof. 
I nearly said, if you have not brought it, lift up your hand. Let's see. When we call people and they come and stand, there's somebody sitting at the back. Church, hey. my God. Only 39. That's $390,000. My God. Charlie made this offer. Then, your first major program. Did I tell about that pastor who cried at a program? His first major program he went to do. He cried out because he thought that when they say the pledge, they bring it. What they call the G venue or hotels near there. What the pledge, no, what they call the G venues. Do you know how many people you have promised this year you have not fulfilled it? You see, my elder brother, eh, this is how he ends a call. All right, my fraud now, why? <laughs> now you think that he will call you tomorrow. That actually means goodbye. <laughs> it took me long to discover it. <laughs> all right, all right, you're now patch now, why? Now patch now, my fraud, my fraud. No, I used to think that when Bill says that, he means he will call. It actually means goodbye. <laughs> he called me recently. Was he, hey, watch my heat. Pressure tinima demand me is too much. Was you ra? Hey, we need to watch no man hit too much. Me who look cocker and I'm your machine. And what have you been doing? You should start his garage. Oh, he told me that is not well like last week. Say watch my hit too much. <laughs> Hallelujah. So let's learn. Let us be wise. The personality you have affects almost everything that you do. Listen to me carefully. Look at me. All of you who are pastors of churches. The reason why people are not coming to a church is not because the area is hard. They don't see a pastor in you. One day you lay hands, one of them manifests. The next time they will come. One day somebody who is sick got healed, they will come. You see, you have not taught them anything that has brought radical changes in their lives. It takes time. You realize that one day the person you are struggling to make a shepherd has become a bishop and another person. Yeah. The person you are struggling to convert has become a bishop and another person. It's all because of the personality we have. And people are not interested. There are people who are not interested. Like, I know my personality, like, but I don't care. And I realize that majority of the human beings on earth are like that. They, it's one, in one of my points, there are people who don't really care how life turns out to be. Yeah. You can tell these people have no plans for their lives. 
There's no passion. The first sign is that there's no passion. Oh. No drive. What you man order? What you man order? So you must have the right personality. The right personality to ask questions. The right personality to answer questions. The right personality to seek for help. One of the most difficult things I went through was how to convince my wife to join group studies in medical school. It took like two years of backing. I said, look, it will help you. Then she went for one of the group studies. The things they were discussing, she didn't know. And as his colleagues were mentioning the point, she got so embarrassed, left the place crying, and vowed never to attend the group studies again. Now, how do you convince her to go the second time? It's a personality. Abrofu don't ask for help. If you typically they don't ask, they will just go and get missing. What about the Google map? What you just say your map, your route, no map on us all. Obeco Sabus or Copino Busa, where is NNB? Ukraine go map it down in seven washes NNB. Oh, you're serious. Um, was that our hand on Proba So when you go to their country and you ask for direction, they look at you strangely. Like, oh, where, uh, Alice is to, like, oh, where is this place? I mean, like, they can't understand. A human being asking for, where, where, where from you? And it's always blacks. <laughs> they don't understand. And most of their train stations is complex. Platform this, platform this. I didn't know. But still, I knew this. Check, I me up. And the best thing is that Charlie has a one also, Kohase for platform this. But over sure, Nimsa, Bush boy, a friend, Wabana. But so, in that case, no one is that acts only black people. Black man, oh, my friend, oh, Charlie. So, when you go here, enter here, he understands the system and how it works. Especially at the airport, sometimes you can't find your boarding gate. Some of the airports are very big. Oh. Very, very big. Some of the airports, you sit in a train to take you to your boarding gate. And even in the train, you stop and join another train. It has happened to me before. Yes. Even in Singapore, you sit in train to get to your boarding gate. And who train train and even in a train ride, they say, I'm not train, so she can go reverse. Okosea. Now, Omasan Swako say, a train go reverse and turn it. Train and you turn. And when you get out of the train, you can't tell whether you are behind or you are in front. And sometimes you say, When I'm Hannah, when i so you begin to wonder. You have to ask. Meanwhile, it's on the wall. But black men, we ask. I think sometimes we have to ask. Rather than this whole comedy, why wouldn't you say, I have missed you, please, can you call me? When you see my missed call. 
But what is it? I call you dumb pig. Stop. 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 If you say I face somebody, why do you lose? Uh-huh. When are you coming home? So you have not come here. So you will not come here. If you will not come, stay there. It's a personality. Hello, sweetheart. I wanted to sleep at 10. But I wanted to have some tea with you before I sleep. It's almost 10 and you are not here. Should I still keep waiting? Or I should go to bed? I have missed you. Especially when they want to do it. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tarek, does it happen frequently? No, I like Tarek. He's very free. Today I was laughing at him. That was sick and ashy. I told him. I said, I said, I'm the pastor. Preaching now, preaching now. We are serious. <laughs> and I'm serious. You have what? Hard bands. You can't arrest your brother. And it's not like we're going to be sick Listen to me. Let it go. You see, that's when you will have peace. And you will not have plans for monies that may never come. I, I, want, you, I want you people to learn to live. What I hated is when they said that it's because of me they gave the money. What, what, what are you talking about? What do you mean? It makes you free. Is it what I just said can make people leave church? What do you mean? What do you mean? But I'm preaching it. Because I want you to be free. The man was with somebody and you took the man from that body. And now the man is, and you are complaining. Listen to me. Marriage does not change people. Have you seen that since the land married, he has been talking. He's about the same. When you are going to marry somebody, the first thing you should put in your head is that this is the way the person is. I am able to stay with the person, so I will marry the person. It's only why is it that since we are my still, you are not changing. So what means the sang was sang or that?
I'm telling you the gospel truth. I'm not interested in Kululu Kalala. I'm a man of God. I'm a real man of God. Hey. The way I was sorry, you are a real man. Those days, not as a child, and I feel me, sir. Me can't crest up as someone who got me. I was going here. No, but I do know Christabel didn't know. She didn't know. It's later we discovered that he actually came to ask me that should he propose to her. And I've never replied the message up to tomorrow. <laughs> so, one day. You know, but pastor, how come people who are married and you are talking about it like that? It's a family. Mm-hmm. Abba, do you know how many times he has? Yeah, sorry, I'm seeing. Okay, I thought it's a sorry. Eh, Abba. Sunyani binibi by Alpha. Toya to a carpet to a kettings. I got to paint. 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 And the way people are laughing, as if a man didn't do soup. Careful in using it, but still loose to a man with a stick. If you don't, if you don't combine skill with boldness, your personality determines the people you attract in your life. Your personality may be your greatest asset or liability to become anything in life or for God. God fancies using bold and confident people. Interestingly, modifying your personality is not entirely a subjective endeavor. Firstly, it takes a lot of devotion to the Holy Spirit to change you from the inside. You have to be helped by the Spirit, by mentoring, by the right association, by the right exposure. That's why I'm of Rana, Montessori, no more confidence here, high. Yes, because of the places they enter. Yes. Proverbs 24 verse 10. 
He said, if you faint in the day of adversity, you are strength is small. Romans 2.10, 2.7. He says, God gives eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good. Patient continuance. Continuance means continuation. They are patient. It's not working, but they keep doing it till it works. He says, in doing good, seek for glory, honor, and immortality. It's a personality trait not to easily give up. People give up easily in life. My last point, which I think I've tried for today, isn't it? Ah, the principle of love for God and for man. Along the scripture that says, brethren, keep yourself in the love of God. That means you can take yourself out of God's love. Is it in Jude or in First John, keep yourself in the love of God. People are stepping stones and stumbling blocks. You need the right understanding to know how to relate to them. Have a passion to affect lives and be guided by your love for God. You can't love God and hate men. And you should not love men and hate God. Success or prosperity in life is holistic. Being rich and sick is useless. Being rich and sinful and godless is useless. If you do not love God, success becomes self-destructive. If you assume to love God but hate men, success becomes elusive. Success or prosperity must have a purpose. That is greater than it. If money is the goal, something should be greater than money in your life. Men must be greater than your success and God must be the purpose for your success. First John 4.20 First John. Okay, keep yourselves in the love of God looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jude one twenty one. okay. First John. 420. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. Why? Because you can't love God and hate men. For he who does not love God, sorry, love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Next verse. And this commandment we have from Jesus Christ. That he who loves God must love his brother also. So the purpose of getting money, becoming successful, attorney general, president uh, of Ghana, uh, head pastor of Love Ring, is so that you can affect lives. So that you will not sacrifice men for money. The money is greater than men. There's something that should be greater than money. If you have money, it doesn't serve God. Satan will come for it. Except you use it to serve him. That's what he did to Job. 
Let us love God. Let us carry the burdens of the Lord. You have no idea how God sees souls. As we are sitting here, there are people who are bleeding within. And God wants you to help them. Preach to them, pray for them. Who will I send and who will go? Send me, I will go. Be consumed in the love of God. That's where real meaning in life is found. I've seen parents love their children. Don't have to look at them and they are crying. Admire it. But I hope it's rewarding. Love God. He will take care of them. He will never, never let me down. I will give God. And if I give God my love. For me he will take care of me. And he will never, never.
church when they love themselves well the day that guarded much did not have in excess and they that guarded little did not lack in the early church The way we have become very careful of each other, I wonder if a brother falls, we're able to lift him up. Read the joiners' books. Yes, I wanted to put one of them on the page. I was reading one of them, and a portion, I took a screenshot. Needs shall not eat God's love in us. Our needs will not eat the love of God in us. Did I do? What is that? 
Are you enjoying God tonight? Worthy is the love that sits upon the throne. That sits upon the throne. So what did I do? Did it have this guy? What did I do? sing it together. Lift our voice. Lift your voice. Faith rise. for your love that is shed abroad in our heart. Thank you for the love for the brethren. That you are passed on from death to life because you love the brethren. Thank you for the love for the brethren. 
I think we can close for tonight. We had some time today. Oh. atmosphere at home. Let's keep loving Jesus. You know, because of the way the atmosphere is, we can just keep going. Next year, we are building covenant relationships for the church. That's why I have been keeping oh, this man will come here, this one will come here. That's the face God has brought us because it's a principle in life companionship. But God has given me a mandate to usher the church into the place of pure worship. I wish sometimes we come to church and just this like this. Just continue. I don't know how it will be. I've been praying about it. That God knows how it will be done. So that people can have true. You found me worthy. He called your name. Feel my heart Take my heart. Boy, I take my heart and think to you. It belongs to you. You have taken over me. So radical everybody. Thank Jesus for me. You have no one that no man can do. 
know. I have tasted of your love. I have seen your mighty words. Mountain move by my love. Which no man can do. Yeah. 
fast friend will continue. So we'll continue another time. Hallelujah.